this will be the next video in the series and we'll cover Vector Scientific. A lot of interest in this company, uh, obviously revolving around uh, the COVID uh, testing device. We're going to get into that as well as a few other things. But first, I'd like to just kind of cover what is Vector Scientific? What do they do? What, what is their, their business model? And their entire business model revolves around the detection uh, and notification of infection. Uh, so you'll see throughout, we're only going to cover three devices, the first three products that will be out. They are working on others. We're not going to get into those in those videos, in this particular video, because they're under development. But uh, the devices that you'll hear about today, and, and one of which I'm going to show you, is about detecting infection and then notifying and be able to do something about it. We're going to get into some specifics with uh, VTech, but for the most part, that is the basic or the fundamental uh, business model of Bacter Scientific. So, um, infection detection, plain and simple, and notification. So, let's take a look at some of those those products. The Smart Bandage. Uh, we've got a lot of questions about this. They ask if it's a Smart Bandaid. Keep in mind that Band-Aid is a proprietary trademark name for another company, Johnson Johnson specifically. And it, but, it, but this particular bandage, that's how we refer to it, the smart bandage, operates in, in some ways like a traditional bandage in that it'll help cover and protect uh, the wound or, or the, the abrasion or skin opening in, in the, uh, on the patient. But it also will help to identify levels of infection as they begin and progress. And then it has the ability to notify the healthcare workers or professionals in reference to uh, what's actually happening with that patient in this particular or specific wound. This will not be something that is typically going to be in a home. We've got a lot of those questions. I understand why. Uh, this is mostly going to be targeted towards hospitals. That's not to say if, if uh, someone wanted to purchase it. It wouldn't be available. Initially, though, we're looking at targeting, um, you know, healthcare institutions, surgical centers, hospitals, doctors' offices, etc. And that would be the smart bandage. And that's that tech actually carries through in other devices. And there's a few things they're working on now that are really interesting. That that part of that tech will carry through. Uh, and we'll go we'll go over that in a later date. And as they become more relevant and we'll, we'll bring them forward. The other thing that I'm really excited about and I think is underrated by or, or kind of missed by a lot many people is, is the coupler. And that particular coupler is, is designed specifically for catheter patients, uh, obviously in a hospital, uh, in, in a medical setting. And it has the ability to not only detect infection, but also notify uh, immediately uh, a nurse or, or medical professional on staff that this is developing right now. And these types of infections can be very dangerous if they're not caught right away. Uh, and, and, and then they, they're allowed to progress. So this coupler is a, is a pretty big deal in my opinion. And I think many, the, the response we've gotten from people in the medical field indicate that. And, and that's just based off of the, what they see on a website. So the, the coupler will work, uh, or, or I should say function in some ways, like a traditional coupler uh, for, for the catheter system for that patient. But with the Bacter's uh, coupler, it is much more intelligent and um, highly accurate. It's, it's something they've been working on for a while. 
So the next thing we're going to get into is the VTech, which is what everybody, and I'm going to make sure this video is kind of brief. Uh, we're getting to the VTech right away because I know that's what a lot of people are interested in. So the uh, VTech, and I have uh, several here that we'll take a look at. Um, they are devices that can be used in the home. So, but I just want to be clear on something. Initially, the priority is to get this device out to hospitals, doctors' offices, certain certain other public locations, schools, and so forth, so that we can test for initially COVID-19. Uh, this device receives and these are proprietary collection tubes that we've designed in-house, and they are specific to each virus. So the initial tubes that will come out will have a QRC code. They'll be color-coded, like you've seen on the website, and they will be specific to COVID-19. In the future, we're going to be releasing all of the other test tubes, and how that works is there is a specific reagent within each tube that reacts and uh, will indicate off of specific viruses. So that initially it'll come with a kit and you could have multiple uh, test tubes or collection vials, if you will, uh, that would be able to test for specific viruses. Uh, but again, initially it's gonna be focused on COVID-19 because that's the priority and that's the, uh, the element that we're dealing with currently. So the device, how, how, does, it, how does it work? So there's been several iterations, believe it or not. Uh, this is generation three. Now this device uh, powers up here. There is a an ejection port here. And how this will work is the uh, tube will be placed in here. Collection tube goes here. Once the sample's been taken, the patient will uh, produce some saliva into the tube that'll be capped. And then it'll be placed in here for testing. Uh, the, the, um, the testing cavity here is then closed, and then the, the, the device will run a test on that. Takes a couple of minutes. We've, we've managed to, uh, we're on generation four behind the scenes right now. The device is, um, well, if you take a look compared to, um, you know, an iPhone, the device is relatively small. It's, I'd say it's almost the same size, but uh, the device is, around, you know, a little bit thicker. The, net, the Generation 4 is actually a much thinner device. They're currently testing in, in that as well. And that device um, will produce results, or, or say this device will produce results in about eight minutes. We're hoping, eight, nine minutes, we're hoping to get that, cut that down by 50%, and that's something that we're working towards right now. Uh, there's a couple ways we can do that. I won't get into that in this video, but they are currently uh, working. So that's this particular uh, device. Now we're going we're working on various colors. We've been playing on. They've had white and black and matte and all this other stuff. Uh, they've really gone to town with colors. Uh, ultimately, the device uh, that that we produce will have a little different look. Uh, initially, the device you should put the tube in the side. This is again, like I said, the next generation. So you'll see this particular device. Um, and it fits right in your hand. And this is something that will be uh, easily imp uh, implemented. The battery in this is very special. This comes from UAT, it's the power cell, and this device should 
should charge up in uh, just a few minutes. Uh, in, in the next, the fourth generation, we've released a little more of the proprietary stuff, so it can it could charge even faster than that. I don't want to get into times on that yet, but this device, and then it, it can. The battery is a smart battery, as many people know, and that battery has the ability to, to control voltage uh, and also trickle out that uh, energy on a as-needed basis and hold on to the, those, uh, that energy for extended periods of time. So this device will, will, will not uh, have uh, decreased operating times because of it's, it's underpowered. It has all the power it needs. And then the entire case here um, is protected with hygiene. So all devices that will be going out initially will have the, the hygiene technology impregnated into the, the chassis and the case. Uh, and the glass is something that they're um, going to be using the hygiene on. It will not be a coating. I've been asked that several times. So it's not a coating that can be worn off. It's actually impregnated into the material. And this is something that we've been working on for a while uh, within UAT. We're looking at having IGEA in keyboards, light switches, door handles. I, I've gone on about this in the past. In my opinion, uh, IGEA is, is highly scalable and can be anywhere. We have to work on some of the tech designed to deliver that to multiple surfaces. But as far as putting it into uh, any type of plastic, uh, any type of material that you would, would uh, seal wood with, metal, all of this can, can house hygiene. And we're also looking at some sanitary strips that you can put on door handles and so forth. Um, there, there's a space for that, and I think that's that's going to be something that we delve into. So, But this is not a, a video on hygiene. It's on uh, Bacter. So uh, as it stands right now, we are moving forward. Or say Bacter is moving forward with the VTEC, uh, and the, the process to do that is currently underway. So Let's kind of go into the FDA process because I think that's something many people don't understand and would find interesting. You know, from our side, it can be a little frustrating at times, but having done this for so many years, I think it's interesting, you know, and I sharing that with you, hopefully it doesn't bore you, but when you submit an FDA filing to get approval, there's a, there's a lot that goes into that. So this particular device, you're sending them the schematics of the device, you know, all of the, the art on that, um, the dimensions of the device, how it functions, any UL listings that we have within the electronics, uh, any of the tech, the proprietary IP that we have filed, which there's a lot on this device. I mean, this one, as it stands right now, I think there are 42 IP-related re filings on this. That's going to go up significantly. The, the collection files or a whole nother round of IP that we're going to be filing. So it's a, a pretty robust suite of, of IP that needs to be protected. So that's why we're not getting too specific in this video because it's ahead of some of those being approved. Uh, but the device is um, pretty complicated and there's a lot of new technology that have been developed with Bacter. So uh, that has to be seen. And then you have something that many people don't take into consideration, aside from, you know, the technology, any research, white papers, any other research, any, any competing research that would say this doesn't work, right? You have to submit all of this to the FDA. 
and then they want to see your packaging because you know it doesn't come down to just a font it comes down to what is the language being used you have to be in compliance with specific language that must be present on a surgical implant or a medical device or anything related within that particular space so it is important to have all of that ahead of time we we have already designed the packaging all of the art all of the language for the packaging is completed and then you also have the literature that is inside the package has to be approved you have to submit all of that ahead of time so that they can take a look at the complete package and what it is you're looking to deliver to the consumer or, or, or you know the end the end user in this case initially it will be the healthcare professionals and you want to do that you want to make sure the device is used properly or like with apex Clearview, the device or the implant, these all, all of these have to be delivered in a way that they can be utilized uh, effectively and, and safely, right? So that's part of the process. And, and then we have an FDA auditor that we've, we retain to come in and take a look at everything. And we work very closely with uh, the folks over at the FDA to make sure that they're getting everything they need. And that's important to reduce the amount of comments that go back so we can avoid, let's say, a flat out rejection which fortunately we have not had to date over the past several years, and we can move forward with an emergency use authorization. So let me let me address the, the UA that we've gotten questions on, because I, I got a couple of questions, and they're understandable, because this is not something that everyone does, right? One of the questions was, they just let you slide by and uh, just get on the radar because it's a pandemic. The FDA doesn't let you slide on anything, ever. <laughs> so. This is uh, all it is is a, a high priority process where they focus on this. So right now, as it stands, they've created a space or a process, maybe a channel, if you will, to uh, review therapeutics, any drugs or medications, but also medical devices. That's what's currently in place. We fall into the medical devices, and they will make us a priority or review it. Now you can get an, an answer in as little as hours to 48 hours. You know, four to 48 hours is what, what you're told, uh, but it could take longer. Uh, this is a complicated device and it has significant implications. So uh, we expect there to be some, uh, some comments that go back and forth because they're gonna have questions. And hopefully the package we submit will be complete or complete enough where those questions will be limited and we can work through the process with the emergency use authorization okay uh, as far as what else is needed the website has to be revamped they approved the website believe it or not uh, and then your customer support process or channel they need to see that in place as well as the office space uh, that you occupy and and operate the business at and that's out of actually out of Austin uh, Texas so they're in the process of getting that entire package completed there have been some going back and forth a little bit with some of the people we know to make sure that we have everything, just kind of testing the waters. And I expect that this package will be submitted somewhere in the next uh, week or so. Uh, and then by the time you see this video, we'll probably have an approval process, approval in place, or we'll be going back and forth through that comment process, okay? Uh, as far as the projections, again, I'm going to try to keep this video short, right? So we're moving along through it. As far as projections, I don't want to get too far into projections because the numbers vary drastically depending on contract size. Now, as many people know, the administration said they want a testing device in every home. We, we don't assume that, that 
every home in the United States is going to have our device, but we are looking to deliver this product globally. So depending on contracts, the numbers will be or could potentially be significant. My expectations are, so, are something I don't want to get into in a public statement of, and we won't won't give specific numbers based on what we already know uh, that are ahead of any official release or filings. I won't do that in, in this video series. What I could comfortably say is that I believe our projections will be in excess of 10 million over the next 18 to 24 months. I think we should hit that quite comfortably, to be honest with you. Uh, as as updates are uh, prudent to be made, you know, to be released, then I will release those to you. I expect we can probably give you an update within the next 60 days or so on on um, projections and revenues, uh, but I would expect that those will be reflected in the Q2 uh, filings. So uh, that's all I really want to get into. I don't want to go too far into that. Uh, it's not something that is. Um, to do at this particular time, which is too premature. Uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut the video short there. Uh, hopefully that kind of uh, gave you an idea as to where we're headed with Bacter. We do have a 10% equity interest in that, but I do work closely with all subsidiaries and strategic partners that's part of the deal. Uh, we have money invested, but we also have the interest of, of the shareholders. Of you, I'm a shareholder. Everybody here at the company is a shareholder, and we want to make sure that everything is moving along uh, and progressing the way it needs to progress. So I am very involved with all aspects of all of the subsidiaries and strategic partners. So uh, you, you are kind of getting it right from the horse's mouth in, in, in uh, many instances, especially when it's specific to a device that we've been assisting in, in developing. So thank you very much for your interest and your support. I, I have to say the support and the interest level have just been overwhelming. It's just, it's incredible. So thank you. And, and don't ever hesitate to, to reach out and contact us. I've got a lot of uh, emails and even the shareholders that I speak with directly, the text messages, a lot through social media. I want to thank everyone for the support. And even those that will call and criticize and offer their own opinion uh, or they're frustrated with how long filings are taken or something, I, I appreciate that you're willing to reach out and give us the opportunity to address that matter directly rather than rely on someone you heard you know, that you're talking in one of the chat rooms or, or something, get it from us. That's the most accurate source, right? And um, I really appreciate you affording us that opportunity. So thank you for that. Keep it coming. Don't don't think you're bothering me. I, I keep getting that. You're not bothering me. I, I, I prefer to address things head on. Uh, so keep them coming. Uh, thank you very much for your support. And it, it actually does matter to a lot of people around here. They see everyone that's here sees the response. So thank you very much. And, uh, and on behalf of that, thank you. So I look forward to speaking to you next time. And uh, next up will be uh, next cash. You see them in the back. I'm going to do another video. I don't think I'm going to do it tonight. It's been a long day. We're buried in meetings all day. I do another video earlier. Uh, so I we'll, we'll probably get to that tomorrow. And you'll see that in, a, in a two weeks or so. Okay. Thank you very much. And I look forward to talking to you next time. Oh, and don't forget, like, subscribe, and notify. I get told this every time I do a video. Make sure you tell them. So thank you. Uh, please like, subscribe, notify, so you get those notifications. They're putting together a newsletter that will be go out to the mailing list. So make sure you go to the website, sign up for that, and you'll get notified on that. Not everything is going to be a press release. I keep getting that question. Not everything is press release worthy. I do have some things I need to check the boxes on and get out the door. 
but we're not going to do a press release on every little thing. That's going to be for the newsletter. They're currently developing that, and I, I think you're going to be very happy. So thank you. See you next time.